Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Alright, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Buenos dias. Or is it Buenos Tardes? Still trying to that Spanish, huh? Noches? We're on to Noches now because it is it is after dark. It's 23 personal after dark as usual. We, we have a special guest today. We should, we should get to him right away because uh, I, I, want, I want to hear his voice. Yeah, we're joined by uh, Rob Bro, friend of the show, Rob Bro himself. Rob, thanks for joining in. We uh, initially invited him on uh, to help cover for... Um, Michael's vacation, and he's like, "No, no, no! The show is too important. The I show must, must go on. I must cancel Florida Disney vacation. I must, yes, I must make my wife sick so that we can we can cancel our vacation and I can continue this podcast. Anyways, that Rob, was, that was the plan. Thanks for for sticking with us and hanging out with us tonight, yeah. uh, and bringing a trio aspect to the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast." Good to be here. I enjoyed the Tim Tadlock impression there, Michael. It was an, you know, the the beautiful part about the Tim Tadlock impression is that it's really just me not <laughs> fighting my uh, accent anymore. <laughs> my favorite Tim it's, Tadlock moments are the the commercial he has on Learfield. It's like, hey, Red Raider fans, want to invite y'all out to the ballpark? It's like, you can pick it up there, Tim. <laughs> you only got thirty seconds to get to this read, man. Red Raider Nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want it. It. I'm kind of like the Hulk in the in the sense that you know how he. What's the guy? The, whoever the actor is that played him, he said something like, Rob, "Well, you Rob. know, yeah, the secret is I'm always angry." Yeah, and that's kind of how I am. The the secret is I I always have that accent within me, and it's yeah, just you're always it's just Michael. fighting to come out every every <laughs> word I say. You know, Michael's favorite thing for me to point out is uh, is the Jaguars on the way into town. Every time I drive through Merkel, he likes to remind me it's not like that not, is not it is not in Merkel. Merkel. It is in Thai. That is in Thai, Texas. It is in Merkel School District, but is it not? <laughs> it is not in Merkel proper. How dare you? Anyways, um, yeah. So again, thanks, Rob. Thanks for your commitment, Michael. Uh, I'm here all week, so I wasn't changing any plans to be here, but do it for you, the people, the listeners. 
Uh, before we jump in, we've got baseball. There was a game today, Bark at the Park. Texas Tech came out victorious in the first game of two versus Grand Canyon. We'll get to that, get to the weekend series versus the Sooners, and then look ahead to uh, the upcoming weekend with Baylor. Then we've got some basketball news to get to, uh, the spring game, football spring games this weekend. And then, um, and then questions. What do we learn? Sorry. I'm getting like weird looks. We still good. I was just, I was, yeah, yeah, we're good. I was just, just like, did you, did you forget what, what we do? Did you forget what our podcast is? Well, let me get the your podcast thought here. right now. Let me get your thought here, Michael, as we uh, wait for Spencer to come back. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Bark in the Parks? You know, <laughs> gosh, is it? <sighs> oh, I've got thoughts. I, okay, okay. Maybe this is a safe space. Not, not the, not the biggest dog guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I like my dog. Sure. I don't like your dog. No. <laughs> it's. And I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it in public. <laughs> I mean, I've I don't um I don't look forward to like sitting no. how, how that's going to go, the logistics uh-huh. of the excrement. You know, there's enough. I pick up enough dog crap in my own yard. <laughs> yeah. And I don't own a, a dog. Uh so I I'm just Oh, even worse. Skeptical on the whole deal. Do you have cats? Yeah. I've got I've got I've got Rocky. Okay, Rocky the cat. He's my guy. I'm a no pet household currently. What, are you looking for that to change? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't. I'm not a pet guy. I don't think. What What about this little guy? I've got a my uh my six year old. Yeah, she had a stuffed animal pet shop the other day, and oh. this was this was the one I picked out. Nice. And her name's Harmony. I, f- I feel pretty good about that. No, I don't even have any. Uh... I've got some Funko Pops. Are you on the Funko Pop tour while Spencer tries to get back in? Yeah, you do that. Let's see, and I've then... got Jon Snow. Oh. Jon Snow Funko da, 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 da. see if I can reach another one. I've never even seen Game of Thrones. Got uh, Razor Ramon. <clears throat> Who? The <laughs> <A> wrestler. <laughs> okay. Hey, Chico. <laughs> Let's see. There's one you'll like, but I don't, I don't think I can reach it. I bet you would never suspect me to fat have. Four. <laughs> fat Thor. <laughs> it's, it's a Tim Duncan bobblehead. Oh, it's not in the camera. Oh. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice. Go Spurs. It looks just like him. Is that not David Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Chris Weber. <laughs> not really sure. Oh, this is gold. Spencer's going to love listening to this. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have died. I know. Oh, okay. All right, Sanka Coffee. Ah. Here's feel, the, the, uh, feel the rhythm. Yeah, here's the good one. That is a real deep cup. Deep cut. Oh, is that Indiana Jones? Uh, no. Oh, there's Spencer. <laughs> Heard a burp. No, it's uh, Doc Holliday. Oh, is it really? Here, Uncle Barry. Yeah, you see the mustache? 
That doesn't freaking do the jump. The proportions are so weird. Well, it's a Funko Pop. Well, I mean, I mean, it looks like a. That does not look like a cowboy hat to me. No, it's fedora. Yeah, I was like, is that Dick Tracy? I wasn't quite sure. What else do I have? I've got two Patrick Mahomes bobbleheads. I've got three, but one of them doesn't have a head right now. I have a video game. <laughs> it's like playing show and tell while he comes back. Got Far Cry Five Far Cry. here. Fellas, I can hear you. Oh, there nice. he is. Back. Had a multi-layer Boy. failure. The the roadcaster board itself froze. I've never seen oh, that happen. I have not had that happen either. See, I feel so vindicated because Rob and I were we just carried on the whole show while you were gone. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll I'll have to go back and listen to it. We'll have to see how it yeah. goes. That's the good thing about Riverside, because Riverside apparently was still working. You guys were still recording, so we yeah. should have all that captured. Yeah. And Road. This is my second device. I, I actually had this one replaced. Anyways, we'll get a. We'll, we'll, we'll hear about this one. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know what if you guys you were talking to... about. So if you want to bring me up to speed real quick, or just uh, no, carry good. on, I'll just jump in where. Wherever. No, I, I think I think you could roll into um, if you wanted to mention sponsors or anything, or just roll right into baseball, or unless you have thoughts on Bark in the Park. Yeah, Bark in the Park. We did that was actually kind of relevant before we started show and tell uh i have dogs that would make that a real painful experience so <laughs> I, i've never done that before your dog bit me one time she's an a-hole <laughs> she is <laughs> she sucks man she uh, just, she's also oof. 13 and a half old? years old okay. oh yeah she's 13 she's also she's now almost completely blind um okay. i i re- I built a shed in the backyard storage shed and like very recently completed it. Like for the longest time, I didn't have the door on it doors, um, 12 foot wide shed doors on the, on the broad side of this thing. So basically a seven foot opening. She somehow got into the shed, but couldn't find her way out. I was like, you are so stupid. Was it dark outside? No. But she's blind, uh, which she can't see. Uh, but I was yeah, like, but- I was calling her. I was like, dog. Her name's Tori. He's like, Tori, come here. And Tori, whistling, snapping, whatever. I was like, I just had to go pick her up because she was just like, it was Go to the light. And then yesterday, I was out there. I was trying to finish up because I was expecting rain roll. I was like, I, I got to go just last little things on it. We have this little strip on our side yard that's inside the fence, and she got caught in there. I was like, she was just doing circles, like barely big enough for her to like just turn herself around. Like one, that 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 part of the yard's like seven feet wide, but two, like it's wide open yard, dog. Let's go. Anyways, um, so no, I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have definitely taken her to bark in the park. The other one, kind of a kind of a hassle too. But um, yeah, the older one has has I don't want to say bitten some people, but she's bitten some people. She's bitten some people. I on, am on some the people. foot. On the foot, but, but like well, it's l- true. Lower leg. She's a schnauzer at heart, so she's just a little dick. <laughs> All right. Um, no, no, like no, like in like you, you. There will be some ad reads in this episode. Um, for those listening, they won't be from us. We we've got the the sponsor through the uh, through the sports drink network that will drop them in in our in our, our our breaks. So there will be ads. Just uh just hang with us. 
they're not uh, specific to 23 personnel or the Stake in the Plains content network. You want those names, check out Gambling Gauchos for sure, which we are obviously proud members of that network with Rob, Kyle, Ryan, Shelby, Sibby, David, Keith. Ha, got through all of them. I always forget it. somebody, and it's always, almost always Shelby. And I'm sorry, Shelby. Um. Anyways, so you know where to find all those great, those great productions. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter if you're not already at 23 personnel at punt suck at Michael underscore LBK and Rob, where can they find you and your fine work? Well, you can find me at Rob Rochore at gambling gauchos with, uh, a G at the beginning and a G at gauchos for sure. For sure. All right. We're going to, we're going to jump into baseball and then we'll, we'll, we'll do all that good stuff. So Michael, Rob, are you guys ready? Ready. Let's do yes. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left field, well struck, Desloney. 
Picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field. Looking for a second home run. And he's got it. Into his own bullpen. Perhaps and some time because all the tools are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren. And into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven from deep to right. Kerstad to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the big foul. Cameron Warren's going to murder home from first. From the third is late. And the Red Raiders have reclaimed the lead. Popped up. Trevor Bowie. Back. It's more than a pop-up. It's a big fly. Tuck takes the lead. Love it. All right, so still some work to be done before you're packing for Omaha, but you did make some much-needed improvements, uh, progress, trend at least, with the three consecutive road wins. You hadn't had a road win uh, this season since you won. Uh, well, technically it was, a, it was a, a neutral win against Michigan in Arlington. Uh, and then you took one from Stanford. Then you took two straight from Oklahoma uh, to get your three straight. You won the series in Norman. That gets you to, and then you, you dropped the, the Sunday game, 25 and 12, 6 and 6 in the Big 12. Uh, I, I don't want to be like stealing uh, things that other people have said or, 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 or shared in other podcasts, but Rob, Kyle, one of you said that uh, the order of the wins matters and how you felt on the series. I couldn't agree more. That had you won Saturday and Sunday or Friday and Sunday, you would have felt completely different about how the, the weekend went. But losing on Sunday, especially uh, in, a, in the fashion you did with the uh, the run rule, left a bad taste. But taking the series on the road was huge. Um, huge. Takes you to sixth in the Big 12 standings, which I think is, it's, it still feels weird that you're you're so low in the conference standings being that you've only lost one series. Um, you've won the, the three, the three other big 12 series you played. You just got swept by the Longhorns, but uh, we'll, we'll get to the end of that You're two games back from first. So first to sixth, not that big of a gap um, rankings have you anywhere between 13th and perfect game up to 21st um, by CB. Is that college baseball America? I don't, I don't remember that the name of that publication. doesn't really matter. There's a, there's a ton of them, but mid-teens. Um, Oklahoma falls squarely into last place in the Big 12. Uh, not that that really ultimately matters. You did what you needed to do in taking the series win. Uh, where they finish in the Big 12 standings, couldn't care less. Um, Initial thoughts from the weekend, Michael, Rob, about uh, how the games went. I don't really want to hammer how bad the broadcast was. I think that's just said enough. But um, just initial thoughts on 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 the series, Michael. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to bring up is just, I mean, the fireworks of the first game, how it unfolded the way it did, how it was so close, and it just opened up at the end. Uh, you know, something that Keith mentioned on on his write up that I didn't really notice was 
Tech had zero errors in that game. And I think that is only the 10th time that's happened this season. But then still the margin was that close. You know, it's still, it came down to extra innings and it came down to kind of a Herculean crazy 10th inning to actually to get a win. So I, and this is, as you mentioned, the ninth place big 12 team. Uh, I, I just think there's a lot to be said there on, you know, kind of the confidence level that we have in the team and the consistency, you know, e- even when they play that well defensively, uh, they still had to, you know, do something crazy to end up winning the game. Yeah, it, even with that that error-free performance, I think you only moved up, uh, where was it? You're 232nd now in the country in fielding percentage. I think you're up from 244. Um, every little bit helps, obviously. Uh, that that fielding percentage, um, you certainly want to see that continue to climb, but... That that extra innings effort um, was it, it was fun to see it happen to somebody else. Honestly, like when 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 we got to the point where it was tied and Oklahoma was up to bat in the bottom of the ninth, uh, I I I probably not the only one. I just had some demons flashback from when you lost those three walk offs in a row. Um, you're like, please don't let this happen again. <laughs> Rob, what, what what are some of the things that you you initially took from the Oklahoma series? Yeah, beating a team you should. And you haven't done that consistently. You lost one to North Dakota State. I know you won that series, but you really should have swept that one. Uh, The New Mexico game comes to mind. The third game against Iowa. And I know you went two of three in Norman, but just to kind of flex on them two games and to just, you know, explode at the end of the first game and then beat them pretty soundly on Saturday. And... The guys you've needed to step up, stepped up. You know, Gavin Cash had a great weekend. Gage Harrelson had a great weekend. Excuse me. His name is Gavin Mash. Gavin Mash. Yeah. That's like... Um, and uh, Gage Barrelson. Barrelson, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> sorry. I you, did you, you, were, you were going somewhere, and I, I just had to interrupt you for a second. I'm so sorry. Go on. And then you had uh, Brendan Gurton, who really bounced back, I thought. Now, out of the bullpen... Yeah, can we? And it is frustrating to have Mason Molina and Gurton both pitch on the same day. You would really like to have them on different days and both of them to do well. But Gurton, I thought, had a good bounce back. So I'm probably going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here and, and set it up by saying I'm not the baseball savant that Tadlock is. But I don't think you have to be like a 40 year veteran of the game to then also have some questions about the roster management, specifically pitchers. Now you look at it and I was like, what, what's going on with like with, with this rotation and, and, and why does it keep changing? And like we moved Molina up. I don't, did we ever hear why that was, why, why that happened? And, and Gurton was moved from the starting role in, back into the, the bullpen. Uh, Gurton had been bad. And you generally want to win on Friday, so you put your best pitcher on Friday night, and it should have been Molina. Uh, and then Molina was brutal, and you kind of had to go to best arm available because you want to win game one of a Big 12 series. Is my reasoning. Oh, he's gone again. Do we lose him? I think we lost him again. Oh, man. 
Your takes are just too hot. I know. I ruined it. But that's what I would say. If if you're trying to figure out the rotation and look, why have you had so many starters in the last two weeks? Well, none of them have been great until tonight. I thought Tabor Fast start against Grand Canyon was your best performance from a starter since Bo Blessy in the opening weekend. Is is that his first win too? That is his first win, yes. Okay. That might be his first decision. Has he taken a loss? I I don't yeah, he's one and oh. So that's that's it. That's the first anything he's been able to, to do. That's the first time he's pitched enough. He's pitched really well or pitched in the right spot. Uh he's pitched really well this season. Um but he's given up a bunch of walks and runs. And I thought he pitched pretty clean today or at least got outs when there were runners in scoring position. I think they had 10 runners in scoring position and they scored once. And I don't think that, I think that was from first base. I think he walked him and they gave up a double. Oh man. And it wasn't fast. It was Beckel, but it was fast walk. So that's, I I would assume. Yeah. He carries over. I would assume they took him out at 75 because they want him to pitch again this weekend. That would be my assumption. Uh, he might start Sunday. Well, that would make sense because I, I, you've got to go all in. I, I'm I'm with you completely on going all in on trying to take these Big Twelve games, whatever it yep. takes. Especially, especially a team like Baylor that's won 13 games on the year. They're 13 and 23. Uh, they are actually they're no longer ninth in the Big Twelve. They're eighth. I need to change my note there. Oh, because so I don't really know much job. about them aside. From, yeah, I don't know much about them aside from uh, they're not very good. Uh, but Tech's got to take care of business against them. And you know, Grand Canyon—that's not a walk in the park either. I I think tomorrow, with how they played, and I mean they pitched really well, almost unchar- almost uncharacteristically well tonight. That After I the expect. Start. Yes, yeah. I, I expect I expect Grand Canyon to have a little bit more of a showing tomorrow. We'll see, but um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if if it's going to be a split or or anything. I don't have a good read on that next game tomorrow. Do you know if they have enough depth to kind of hold Tech off? Or yeah, I don't know. And I I was at my nephew's baseball game, so I didn't see who all they pitched today, but. We'll have to see. And and the rotation this weekend could very well be Mason Molina on Friday night. And if Mason Molina performs well, then Mason Molina will go deep and you'll have Beckel and Kyle Robinson or whoever else comes in. And you have Trendon Parrish on Saturday. If Trendon goes deep and you get a 10-run lead, you don't need Girton, then Girton can start Sunday. If not, then Girton will be the first long man out of the pen on either day he needs to be and since you pulled fast at 70, you might get 30 or 40 out of him again on Sunday. I don't know. Spencer's back. He's a midweek guy. I, I, I appreciate the efforts that you guys are, are, are putting in to carry this show without me because this has been just a fantastic. Rob, it was the, the roadcaster again. It, it crashed. I was like, oh, I'm going to go with something else. Rob, Rob came on as a is guest and he's, he's over here like his back is sore from show. carrying this show. <sighs> Well, I, I, I certainly appreciate the uh, the hard work. Rob, we're going to have to pitch in and get you something nice. 
Well, to catch you up, just we, we kind of, I don't know if, I don't want to speak for Rob or, or you to say we wrapped up the Oklahoma series, but we, we, we kind of did a little bit and moved on a little bit to tomorrow's game and look, looking a little ahead at Baylor, but I didn't know if you had more to say on Baylor specifically. Me? Baylor? Yeah. No, you should sweep them. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not very you good. You really should. Uh, and yeah, like you, you should and like you need to if you have aspirations of doing anything like geared towards winning the conference or, or putting yourself into a position to at least be in the conversation for sneaking in and maybe even hosting the, you know, a regional. Uh, without it, though, I mean, it, it's, it's I, I think it's pretty well said that you're going to be a two or three kind of looking in. Yeah, and it's um, really trying to keep that RPI in a position to be a two seed, which it doesn't really matter in a regional. But if you win a regional as a two seed, you have the potential for a super hosting if crazy stuff happens. But if you're a three, you really don't. We're, we're, what was Texas Tech a two when they, they, they defeated Miami? And then hosted Carl, uh, Charleston. I believe so, because Florida lost. In 2014 or whatever. Uh-huh, it was. 14. Okay. I so, think yeah. so. There, there's present there, at least with Texas Tech, to the host as, as a two from the regional. Um, so you've got the midweek now. Uh, you wrapped up game one tonight. Took, um, took game one versus Grand Canyon. Again, you need both of these games just to keep the RPI from free falling. Um, you went with, with Tabor fast on the mounds tonight. Um, and from someone that wasn't able to watch the entire thing, like it seems like he had a, a pretty respectable outing, uh, went six at least, I believe. Uh, and then looked good doing it. So, sorry. I'm yeah. And that last walk he had was his last at bat to pitch. But again, I I would argue that was his that was the best start of any tech pitcher since Bo Blessy against Gonzaga. I really well, yeah, you, you haven't had had anybody you haven't had anybody go go no. that long and uh, I mean as a as a starter since Blessy I, I believe or 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 uh, Molina against Michigan uh, you've had some guys do it in relief. Gurton did it obviously on, on opening day and Kyle Robinson did it in and. Uh, Arlington, Houston, yeah. but you—you've not had a starter really give you starter innings. It felt like most of the season, yeah. So fast tonight went six full innings, two hits, one run. It was earned, three walks, four strikeouts, and on only seventy-two pitches. Yeah, and I, uh, I mentioned and you came in. I mentioned while you were out, seventy-two. They might have pulled him uh, so he could still pitch this weekend. Yeah, I mean that, that would make sense. Like for him, I think I was catching on that you were saying he could possibly be coming back as, as at Sunday, potentially, even if um, it's just potentially, you know, thirty, forty pitches be available. Yeah, and then uh, I, I I was also interested. Uh, I, I haven't heard uh, Tadlock, you know, answer this one yet, but like he went with Beckel and Robinson tonight, so two of your, your topper, topper, top end bullpen arms. To, to to wrap this one up, I don't know if it's just to get them more work, to keep them fresh, just you know, to to get some presence out there. But uh, you went with, like I said, 
Beckel and Robinson to, to finish the last three. Yeah, Beckel's been pitching on um, Tuesday generally. It's his bullpen day. So he could either pitch in the bullpen for 50 pitches or get some live action. And so they just put him out there is all it is, I think. Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. And then Robinson gets the, the last inning. Um, Coleman came in tonight uh, back in the, in the two-hole as the DH. It was um, two for four on the night. Those two hits were, were home runs. Uh, it was good to see that that little bit of power come back. And then uh, Gavin Cash hit himself another home run, uh, Big 12 leading in home runs. Um, and before the episode, as I were putting the notes together this afternoon, he was, uh, where was it? Sixth in the country in home runs. I don't think the one moved him up into fifth, but it's possible that moved up. Um, so I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm not the 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 roster. So I'm, I'm not the one pulling the strings. I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know all the the inner workings of all that. Um, but I do want to to go over some uh, good and bad stats and trends that we we've seen so far. Um, you are to that next deck is third in double place turned. Like this, these are all numbers before before the game tonight. So. Uh, you, you could have made up some ground on this or, or extended your lead on some of these, but third in double place turned, uh, first in the Big 12. Sorry, third in the country in double place turned and, and, and first in the Big 12. You were sixth in runs scored, first in the Big 12, uh, first in sacrifice flies. That The distance between first and second is, is, is closed. Uh, you're now just one ahead of, of second place. You're fifth in walks and only second in the Big 12. Uh, Kansas State is, is first in the Big 12, and it's a, there's a huge margin between one and two up there. Uh, eighth in the country in batting average, first in the Big 12 there. Second in hits, obviously still first in the Big 12 there. Eleventh in on-base percentage, which is also good for first in the Big 12. Um, all those, those offensive numbers are also translating into second-fewest uh, strikeouts for your batters in the Big 12. And the the filling percentage, I think, is where we've we've talked about that basically all season. Um, Individually, Nolan Hester is third in the country in walks and seventh in on-base percentage. Kevin Bazell was tied for first in doubles. Gavin Cash, fourth in hits, sixth in home runs, first in the conference. Third in RBI, also first in the conference. Excuse me, Gavin Mash. I uh, missed out on his own name that I updated for him. Yeah. Something we, we kind of looked at last week uh, was about uh, who scored first and how that's worked out. Um, before tonight, I, I, I don't you you scored first, but before tonight, Texas Tech had uh, had given up the lead or early leads to their opponents in twenty of their thirty-seven games, uh, and then after this weekend. Because uh, they did give up the lead, uh, Oklahoma scored first on the, in the Saturday game. They've now evened that to ten wins and ten losses in terms of coming back from that. Um, your stolen bases against uh, Oklahoma was five for five on the weekend. Now this doesn't this doesn't account for any of the times that Oklahoma was caught um, or not caught stealing that they were picked off on the bases, um, but. Oklahoma, like I said, was five for five. That now makes Texas Tech 
or Texas Tech opponents, 58 of 73 on the season, where Texas Tech is only 23 of 28. Um, and I, I did mention last week the higher slugging percentage may attribute to some of the lower stolen base attempts, and I went back and looked at this. Uh, Texas Tech is 18th nationally in slugging percentage and 234th for stolen bases. LSU and Florida Gulf Coast are first and second in slugging percentages, and they are 279th in stolen bases. So I think just that little bit of um, confirmation there, like when yeah. you're when you're mashing the ball the way that Texas Tech does, your stolen base opportunities are going to be reduced a little bit. And if the next um, guy is hitting a double, you're not, or if you feel like a guy's going to hit a double, you there's no need to like. The next guy's going to get him in. You don't need to steal. Then you're going to get moved over. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I I don't have anything like on on uh, any updates on opponents' success on on, on stealing bases against you. Uh, I don't know, Rob, if, if, if you had any thoughts on that. Like, is that something that uh, there's more just indifference on the Dex Tech side, or is it something that just teams are 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 picking up on that uh, maybe the casual fan just isn't seeing that is leading to, you know, Texas Tech giving up 58 of 73 stolen base attempts. Yeah. I thought Trinidad Parrish did a good job this weekend against Oklahoma. Um, Hudson White was a high school shortstop. And I think a lot of people watched him play defense last year and he picked it up pretty well. Um, But his move, his arm is good. But his move from behind home plate is kind of slow. Maxie's is not very good either. Uh, It's not very accurate either. So I don't know what it is, but it also doesn't seem like you have a lot of precision from the pitcher either, holding guys on first. I don't know if it's indifference or not a focus. I I can't explain that because you are really bad at it. And you were against TCU. You did better this weekend. I think Trina Parrish had a pickoff. I think Maxi had a pickoff. Um, it was a back pick to either first or third. Got a guy. So if you're going to be holding people before they steal, you have a lot more opportunities. Uh, unless it just doesn't feel like it's going to get better at second, throwing the ball down, which I can't really. Yeah, and I. I- I can't remember if the the few times we've actually seen Bazell behind the plate, if he's been uh, any any like if he's been tested yet on on some of those stolen base attempts. Um, but you do have a couple of teams left on your schedule that will definitely try to push that in Kansas State and, and West Virginia for sure. Um, both on the road, you know, West Virginia is not like a yeah, <laughs> but it's not also not 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 great for your your home and away splits, but. Um, so, with that, we mentioned you got the next game tomorrow night, obviously, or Wednesday night against Grand Canyon, uh, game two, and then the weekend series versus the Bears, Baylor Bears. Um, Baylor, not as bad as they were to start off this season, but they're still not great. They're 13 and 23 on this season, 5 and 10 in Big 12 play. Somehow not last place. Uh, Oklahoma, good job on that one. They're up to 199th in RPI, which is um, going to be one of the lowest you'll you'll find on your on your remaining schedule, if not the lowest. 
so you've got an opportunity here, a really good opportunity, especially at home, to take all three, hopefully make up some ground in the Big 12 race. Um, because like, I go back to the feeling like you're sixth in the conference and you have an opportunity with the way that the schedule was released. You've got some opportunity to, to make up some ground. There have been some frustrating times, but you've only lost one series too. Like if you if you finish out the season having lost only one series, you're probably going to be in a pretty good spot. We sprinkle in some uh, some sweeps here, for sure. Going to be you know playing yourself into the conversation at least to uh, be winning the conference again. Speaking of sweeps, but we'll start this weekend. Speaking of sweeps, yeah, what's up? you know Baylor they just finished uh, taking on UT at home. And all of those games were close. Uh, now, Baylor did not win the series. They were, you know, they won one game, which unfortunately Tech wasn't able to do. Of course, they were on the road. But yeah, so they took number 12, Texas. They lost 9-11. to 11. Uh, On Saturday, they went and won 10-9. to 9. And then on Sunday, they lost 6-7. to 7. So they're, you know, and then tonight played Sam Houston. One seven to six. So they, they've they've kind of like you said. They're at first. I was kind of rolling my eyes when you said, "Well, they're not as bad as they were when they started." And I think you're right. They they might be picking up a little bit, but uh, this is definitely a series that Tech needs to just completely sweep and leave that no. Was their, that was their first win on the road tonight. Oh really? Yeah, they they were zero yeah. and ten coming into tonight on the road. Don Sanders Stadium. Don Sanders. So they're one in ten on the road. When Sam Houston's coming to play a series here in mm-hmm. first weekend in May. Yeah. Uh, next week you've got Adeline Christian coming in for. Uh, it's not. It's not the makeup game yet. This uh, this will be the one in, in Abilene. Yeah. Um. Their RPI has come up a little bit, and because they played Grand I was, Canyon, I was hearing, <laughs> they played Grand Canyon. When I was hearing uh, some of the other 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 uh, podcasts around the, the network, I was listening to talking about the RPI of uh, Abilene Christian. Like I remember looking at that RPI, and my memory said it was a lot higher than what I heard Keith and David and and Kyle and Rob talking about. But no, it was it, like we had 126, and that it's up to 80th. Um, which again, it's going to be one of your, your, your better non-conference. Like they're, they're right up there. Um, Kansas state is 79th in RPI, at least currently, uh, and Abilene Christian's 80th. So as, as good of, um, a non-conference outside of Stanford, as you're going to see at least here down the stretch, um, you know, not, not that far off, not, not any, you know, maybe not even that much of a discernible difference in, in some of your Big 12 opponents. Do you think that the Abilene um, Christian atmosphere will be similar to Fort Worth? I think there's going to be a lot of Red Raiders in Wildcat Stadium. What do they, what do they call it? Oh, I would hope so. I think so. Hey, randomly, speaking of Abilene Christian uh, baseball, I went to go see my nephew's play this afternoon, uh, and they're, they're on the, the Abernathy team. They're on, they're on the sorry the Abernathy JV team. They were they were both like tweeners, like could have played up to varsity, but probably sat on the bench a lot or been uh, you know starters and played a lot of like meaningful innings on on the JV team. And they both decided to play together on, on the JV team. 
there was a Abilene Christian scout, if you will, there, like looking at somebody huh. at, at this uh, Abernathy shallow water varsity game uh, this evening. Because, um, like, it wasn't just some random guy wearing an Abilene Christian shirt. Like, it was like he was wearing very, very, like, in the backpack and quintessential. Yeah coaching outfit like he had the slacks the the school do you have jack you have the gun yeah <laughs> uh maybe a notepad. i don't know who, like, who he was looking at but yeah he had that and like the little uh pad folio thing was on the phone the whole time anyways uh and then next weekend you were on the road at kansas state um plenty of baseball to get to before you get to that though with uh, I, it feels weird because I feel like you guys had all, all the baseball conversation when I was trying to mess with those stupid equipment. Uh, is there anything else that that we should touch on before we uh, we bounce over to basketball? Yeah, I have one thing. Um, individual stats. Uh, Kevin Bazell leads the Big Twelve in doubles. He also he, leads, he's tied for first in the country. He also leads the nation in doubles. Yeah, and Gavin Cash. I think if he finishes, if if Texas Tech finishes strong, Gavin Cash is legit. Not only Big Twelve Player of the Year, but Golden Spikes finalist. Um, if you look at some of his numbers, he's up there in the top uh, twenty in slugging, top ten in slugging. But if you just look at runs, hits, he's uh, third in hits, fifth in hits. Tied for third. Um, obviously up there in the top five in home runs. I think he has 17 now, so technically tied for fourth. And then RBIs, he's got uh he's tied for second in RBIs. And then what else was I looking at? Hits. Yeah, hits is up there in the third. So I, I think legitimately production-wise, Gavin Cash is Big 12 player of the year with maybe J.J. Weatherholt at West Virginia, but if West Virginia doesn't finish strong, uh, I think they're the two best hitters in the league. Defensively, both pretty good. Cash, probably your best defender by the metrics. Uh, I would... I would... I would not be... Let's say... Maybe he has top five odds in the country right now. If Texas Tech finishes in the top two of the Big 12 of a Golden Spikes winner. Yeah, he'd certainly be, be uh, it would feel like he's chasing that Florida pitcher, first baseman. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Cagli- Caglianone. Yeah, Caglione or whatever. Because uh, that dude, like, he's, he's a pitcher, he's a first baseman, but he's just like ridiculous power, too. Uh, on the mound, he's four and one in the season, four seventy four ERA, thirty eight innings pitched. Um, this year, he's hitting three eighty two, uh, ten doubles, two triples, twenty two home runs, eight ninety two slugging on base of four thirty. So that is a uh, was that thirteen thirty OPS, which is just ridiculous, silly. Well, and I don't, I don't, um, I don't know if y'all to back up what Rob was saying. Have we mentioned that Tech got the sweep this week on Big Twelve Players yeah. of the Week? 
So Cash. No, we hadn't yet. Yeah, Cash, of course, did. Uh, Ryan Free was the pitcher of the week. And then Gage Harrelson, who went an uncharacteristic like 0 for 4 tonight. He, he was he was the newcomer of the week. Went to so, his head. Not too bad after a, a road series to have three of your guys named in there. What'd you say? I said it went to his head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Did y'all talk about freeze performance when when y'all, y'all were talking about Oklahoma before I was able to come back? No, we kind of glazed over it. I thought he saved the um, yeah, he did because like for for somebody to come in um, and then to perform that well, I mean, and like phenomenal, right? He went six innings, uh, retired fifteen straight with nine strikeouts in that stretch, was just absolutely uh, phenomenal. Which I've already said that, but it feels like. Um, and, and maybe just the way, like, I just kind of was led to believe or, or how I bought into the, the, the pitching coming into the season. Like we were kind of loaded with, with starters and we had a, a decent bullpen. It feels like it's kind of flipped, right? Like you've got, you've got a couple starters that you feel like you can, like, if they can play up to their, their potential, like they're, they're pretty good, but then you've got a damn good bullpen, right? Like if, if guys like free Kyle Robinson, Beckel, um, like if those guys are on, like you're not having, you're not seeing a better bullpen anywhere. Like I, I, I feel confident saying like those guys can get you out of like just about anything when they're on. <clears throat> and then you've got guys that have, have been in, in the bullpen that have been kind of pressed into into new roles. Uh, you know whether or not you consider Gurton in the bullpen now, or, or that was just a, a thing over the weekend. I mean, he would definitely be up there. Parrish has been really, really good out of the bullpen, but also is kind of in, in a new role. Um, so before we uh, before we jump out of that, Rob, I want to hear your thoughts on just like how the um, just how that that kind of everything has shifted with the pitchers, just like as the season kind of progressed and just how it's played out. You know, uh, just organically with like the guys that were injured that have been unavailable or just how they, they continue to develop and step up. Uh, and, and maybe this is something you asked or you were talking to when I, I lost it the first time. I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the management of, of the pitching, but um, you know, I, I, I felt fairly uh, not necessarily negative or like, um, Oh, um, I don't even know how to phrase that. But just like, like the way that 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 I, I I felt just unmet expectations for the pitch, the starting pitching, to then be so surprised and excited and and just um, on fire about the bullpen. Um, how have you seen that that kind of play out over the season? At least so far. Yeah, you have six really good bullpen arms, and. You have one good starter right now, and it's who I thought would be one of your better bullpen arms, Trenton Parrish. Like Mason Molina has not been good for nearly a month. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe you switch him to Friday just to see if you can shake something loose there. Uh, but Beckel has been outstanding. Kyle mm-hmm. Robinson has been outstanding out of the bullpen. Tabor Fast has been pretty good in a couple of roles, but if he can end up being the midweek guy or or even a weekend guy to close the year, 
to to set him up for a regional. You'd feel really good about that. Girton, twice out of the bullpen, has been really good and has not really had a great start yet. Um, he started a bunch of games, but has just kind of been a serviceable starting pitcher. So you saw a lot of tinkering with the lineup uh, in that road stretch. But you hadn't really had a lot of tinkering on the weekend rotation beyond kind of a couple of Sunday guys going back and forth. I think you're going to see a lot of tinkering over the next week and a half of starting pitchers just to find three. Because all you're doing over the next two months is finding a rotation for a regional. And if you can't do that, you're not going to win a regional this year. You've not had consistent starting pitching and... That absolutely is frustrating because you've also had a couple of guys you really trusted out of the bullpen who have not been very good. Um, but I think you've pitched 20 guys. I think 20 guys have thrown innings or something crazy like that, which just seems like an outrageous number, but you're really looking for something. I think you have a lineup set with Coleman at two. Austin Green has been struggling. I think Keith said he batted, um, I think he's below the Mendoza line since Texas. And that's pretty frustrating, but if he gets going again, I think your offense right now, even without him being hot, is really good. You just need some consistency because you've seen a lot of great flashes from a lot of arms. But it's that consistency you've been chasing. So with the uh, yeah, so one you, you've you've thrown twenty two pitchers so far this season. That is crazy. Um, and and some of them like in terms of inning innings pitch, like you've got Cade McGar has got one yeah. uh, inning. Um, you've got and I think two appearances maybe. Yeah, Derek Bridges uh, two and a third. Of course, he just came back. Dax Dothy's got two and two thirds. So like you got a, a small handful of guys that only have you know a few innings, um, but with with the the way that the the issues with the starters have you know, how they have kind of emerged, uh, the issues, and then the way that the bullpen has stepped up. Do you, do you think with the, the tinkering you managed, like you 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 talked about, we we've kind of been clamoring for like that opener uh, reliever role. Like if there was an opportunity to do it, like I, I think you, you could see this happen multiple times over a weekend or over a series. Now it's not just like, Hey, we need to find one game where we can do this. Like the way your staff is kind of set up now, like you may have a handful of guys that can start a game, open a game and then turn it over to a handful of your really good bullpen arms. And then you, you got to know Another group of guys that you would, you know, you want a high leverage situation, you know, a few guys you can go like, hey, we need like four innings more from you. Well, here's the dream. Um, if Mason Molina could give you six and and Beckel and Robinson could close down Friday, and then you have Parrish and Free and a bullpen arm or two, Bridges or whoever, close out Saturday, then you have Girton. And if it's Rogers pitching one time through the lineup and then you have Girton for six innings on a Sunday, you could absolutely start sweeping people. But when you have to use Girton on Friday and Beckel and Robinson, 
you just kind of lose some edge on Sunday. Now, when your offense doesn't hit either, you're not going to win that game. But it was just frustrating to have to use two of your premier arms, three or four of your premier arms on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, that that uh, that scenario I, I think you were you were laying out there would be um, ideal or well not even ideal, but like in in your your current state of things, like maybe best possible scenario where like you you got um you know you you go with your 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 one start that you have and then your best bullpen arms and hopefully only use a couple of those for Friday and you know have them available if needed again for Sunday. And then you've got like the rest of your, your best staff uh, ready to go. Um, and then you've got like your, your long reliever set to go on Sunday and then whoever's back available for Sunday to, to, to look at those sweeps. Um, I, I, I was a little surprised. I was going through the, the, the pitching stats again, and um, it didn't surprise me that Beckles got 13 appearances so far in the season. What did surprise me is Ryan Free quietly has 16, and he, he leads the team in appearances. Um, I, I did not remember that he had so many times uh, out of the pen. Um, and for a guy that hasn't thrown, like, like hasn't been a starter, um, he's got some of the like, most innings pitched, which is obvious as someone that's, that's thrown so many, um, or been asked to go into so many games. All right. You wanna, you guys wanna jump over to basketball, Michael? Do you have anything else on, on baseball, real quick, before we move over? I'm good. Y'all got it. <laughs> All right. All right. Then we will. Uh, with the board being down, we'll just we'll just jump right over into basketball. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset—hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. With a three, good! What a shot, Kyler Edwards! Already doubled into Tariq Owens, who puts it down! Already. Odiasi! Crowbars it in! Got clocked down to five. Got the screen, here's a three. Good! Culver got the separation. Oh, big shot. Stepping up big time! There have been some some people, and I'm 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 not saying I, I'm one of them. Or I don't I don't think there's I, maybe not anybody on on this reporting that are are concerned or have some high level concern that this new staff isn't complete yet. But initially, Rob and Michael, I want to hear both of your thoughts. Like, where where are your where's your concern level that it's been? Um, two weeks or whatever it's exactly been for McCaslin. And we still don't have that first assistant. You don't have that, that associate head coach role filled out just yet. I, for, for me, I'm, I think it seems like he's focused more on recruiting and, you know, trying to get some players. I, I think that would almost be what I'd prefer him to be focusing on at this point. Um, I, 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 I choose to kind of just let him run the ship the best he can right now. He's, he's kind of being thrown into everything just coming off of his NIT championship. You know, we have a championship coach here installing a championship culture. It takes a little bit of time. So I, I'm not that alarmed about it. I just do think that, you know, you've got to get the players here. I don't want to say first because they obviously will go hand in hand, but you just got to get them. You got to get them here. <laughs> then you could worry about how you're going to coach them and run practices and, and, you know, do all the day-to-day stuff there. And I, I may be way off base on that, Rob, but that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm standing. I don't, I don't know if you're in the same spot or not. Yeah. I think more than the on-court assistance, it's just kind of weird to me that you don't have a director of recruiting or, a chief of staff or a lot of support staff 
And maybe that's all in place, and he just brought it all from North Texas, and they weren't announced. Um, but it does seem like a really light, like, even if we'll worry about coaching, who's recruiting? It's just McCasland and the two guys. Yeah. Now it doesn't take an army to have a visit at Texas Tech. You just kind of walk them around the Womble and then say, all right, here's some videos of the USA and Raider Riot. Um, I'm not worried right now about not a full staff, but I would be worried next Tuesday or the Tuesday. If it gets to May, I would be very worried that you don't have Ben McCollum or whoever else was mentioned early on. Um, but right now, no, I'm not, I'm not like freaking out about it. Like some. Yeah. And we've basically only got four or five guys on the team. Yeah. So there's not a lot to run or manage right now. So that that's why I'm kind of, oh, okay. All right. There's maybe he's weighing that. Maybe he's, if he had 12 guys just wondering what the heck they're supposed to be doing, then he might be more inclined to, okay, let's get some, let me get some help out here. Let, let me get some, uh, some, some nutrition going with He got the strength guy in. I mean, that's great. So they can work out and, and do whatever he needs to do if he's on the trail or, or, uh, you know, dissecting film for his next portal catch. But so I, I, I was kind of thinking about that when Rob said like, or, or Michael, sorry, when you said, uh, like, what all do you like? Who do you actually need to be on hand? Um, you know, to, to, to make things run. I was like, well, you need somebody to open the door, right? You need somebody to, with keys to open the building, to yeah. let the, the guys into practice or to, to shoot around or whatever. Um, because if, if McCaslin and, and, and the other two assistants are out recruiting or if they're setting up business, all that kind of stuff, and you don't have the support staff, um, you know, it, this may fall on, on the strength conditioning coach, right? Like he's the guy that's the logistics guy until the, the, the rest of the staff is full. Like he's, he's there to open the door and, and to connect the guys with like the nutritionists or meal planning and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then making sure that like, you know, the lights are turned on and, AC's turned on whatever you need to do so like guys can come in and get some work in. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm sure he's leaning on guys like Geo and stuff to kind of okay, so who do I need to talk to to get on the new the nutrition program? You know, where do where do we need to set that up? How do I navigate this? I mean, I'm sure he's relying on some of the more quote unquote permanent staff and faculty. I always get those confused. What's the difference between staff and faculty? Well, faculty's a teacher. Okay. Staff. So, so that's it. Um, Rob, do you, do you have any uh, like preferences on on the associate head coach, like Ben McCollum, John Jacobs, Barrett Peary? I think have all been connected to that role at, at some point. Ben McCollum, like if if okay, yeah, just <laughs> yeah, it's Ben McCollum. And and I, I I think that was the name that we heard that had been like in place and like they were just about ready to, to announce, ready to go, or at least it was in some on some level, you know, official, but, um, with the other guys, like it, it feels like there's a level of like uh, plausible deniability. Like they was like, Oh, they, they've been connected to the role, whether they, they've actually expressed interest or interviewed or, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So like them not being named, like is, is on a different level for me than, you know, Ben McCollum was like, it's yeah supposedly like, you know, and, 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 on paper somewhere. Um, but 
still no announcement. That aspect has me, you know, a little more concerned. Like, well, what's the hangup? Yeah. You know, like it's, you're not you're not waiting for a team to finish their run in, in a postseason tournament. You're not waiting for whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I I've seen uh, salary numbers that you could easily double or or, or triple McCollum's salary. Uh, you know, and, and go from a head coach at Northwest Missouri State to being an associate head coach in a Power Five program and the best basketball program in the country and be one of, one of the best teams and the best conference in the country. Um, and so you have, you know, all, all that kind of, um, you know, all that leverage into like the promotion, if you will, even though you're, you're not like, you know, not only the head coach, but uh, the fact that it's now been, you know, two weeks and still quiet, I think has like my, my concern level is, is growing that for whatever reason, like this hasn't been wrapped up just yet. Yeah. Uh, the Ben McCollum offense just fits so well. Um, people really wanted Barrett Peary's offense to work when he was here with Mark Adams, but you just, you cannot run a full court offense and a half court defense. Yeah. The, the, the Peary system, was it felt like it was more like an entire team system, right? Like it wasn't like you're going to get like a, a Peary offense because it, it, from what I remember when, when, you know, he was initially hired, it was like the his Portland state teams was, was a full court defense and they forced so many turnovers. And that was a large part of their offense, right? Like they were just forcing so many different uh, opportunities for the offense. And that wasn't what he's going to be asked to do. No, you can't have 75 offensive possessions and 50 defensive possessions. It just, God no, the numbers it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, so I think people get um, too, too wrapped up in the word offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Because, that, well, that, because when Adams was here as the assistant, people called him a defensive coordinator. Um, it just doesn't work like that in basketball. And I think it gets brought up all the time, and it's just it's not a thing. Well. It felt like it was a thing with 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 Beard and Adams, right? Um, because like you had like everybody was so like it was so focused on like Adams is is the defensive genius, Beard is, is a genius, and like they're just running this other offense, this the motion offense, and it wasn't any good, right? Um, and so like you know, from our perspective, it was you know how it was kind of portrayed to us or how it was kind of presented to us like, well, this is how other teams do it. That's just not how it's done really anywhere else. But, um, but so what I was going to say, I think what may help kind of settle some of that was there was some news today, some recruiting news, like you, you know, got something so far and, and the McCaslin's first couple of days, uh, you got a commitment and a transfer from Nevada, Darian Williams forward committed today, or at least announced today, the six, six, two ten freshman, he averaged uh, seven and a half points per game, a little more than seven rebounds per game, shot more than or you know better than forty one percent from the field, and almost a thirty six percent shooter from three. Um, so like there's that little bit of news. So you're like you know like well, McCasin doesn't have a staff. We don't have any recruits yet. Um, you know his his all world guard from his old team still hasn't committed, and like it's like well, what's going on with him? But we do have like I said. The first little bit of news, 
have you have you seen uh, Williams play either one of you? And 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 uh, is this a, a needle mover or is it just like you need to just start grabbing guys? Uh, my needle was moved. Um, <laughs> that, I don't like that. that well, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, we do. Yeah, I feel like I need to get bumped. Um, when Jalen Tyson entered the portal. Everyone was freaking out. Where are you going to find 10 and 6 again? You just did. Uh, Essentially, yeah. He found a 6-6 guard forward. um, But he also has 2.7 assists per game. And that passing is just... Passing has not been in Tyson's game. He was a bad passer. Uh, I'm not saying that couldn't improve. But... Williams also feels like he has some natural facilitating ability. And if you're going to run the McCollum offense, even if McCollum's not here, that is a 12 pass offense with actual cutting guards. What you've always wanted to hear at Texas tech, really. Absolutely. Williams fits so well. And that, I mean, it just feels like a home run transfer in. Mountain West freshman of the year, third in the Mountain West last year in rebounds. The Mountain West is a really good league. Um, excited. Excited for him. Yeah, I don't know a ton about Williams, but I'm interested as well. You know, there's a visit this week. Chance McMillian made it in uh, from Grand Canyon. And he also, he averaged 10 points last year. Six foot three guard, uh, actually almost 11. It was 10.9 points, two assists per game. You know, another guy who can facilitate. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of excited about him and not just because my last name starts with an MC. And so then we could possibly have McCaslin, McMillian, McCollum, McGuire. McGuire. Yeah, let's just keep it, let's keep it going, guys. Um, very Mc. Mick excited about they say Mick, this. Mick greatness. Is that what they said when they were doing the bro I, hug? I think so. And Mick greatness. I feel like I should have been consulted on that. I want, I want to yeah. be, I want to be involved. I want to be a part of it. Mick championships. Yeah. I mean, the obvious is Mick. We can't go make love in it because you know, copyright infringement yeah. and whatnot, but Mick winner. Yeah. Mick, Mick liking it. <laughs> they definitely should add you as a consultant. <laughs> yeah, see, I can, I can add things. Mick, uh, Mick, Mick, leaning into it. Yeah, that's good. I think we're, I think we're getting somewhere. But, but no, I mean, yeah, I, I like Tyson as a player. But something we touched on in the Discord, which we try to mention every week. If you want to join the Discord, go to the Gambling Gauchos Twitter. And follow their link to the Patreon, and you can join the Discord with how many? How many got in there now, Rob? Are we, are we past a hundred? In the Discord, yes, I believe so. Okay, so we're past a hundred, and so there's a lot of a lot of good discourse in the Discord. But uh, you know, one of them was just the gnashing of the teeth when Tyson was announcing that he was leaving. Um, I, I think the fans really should have been brought to reality when McCuller did this last year, but apparently they weren't, uh, that, that should have been the wake up call. Like, Oh crap. Anyone can go at any minute. 
so we should adjust our expectations and really, you know, root for the double T and root for the players while they're wearing it and then know that they're kind of free agents. And that's the good and bad of this thing. That's the good and bad of giving giving the players some more power, which I think is a good thing, but we just have to shift our perspectives a little bit as fans and go, okay, well, you know, thanks. Thanks, Tyson. Thanks, Jalen. I we we enjoyed it, but I it ends here. <laughs> Good luck. My biggest complaint last year on the team was there was a lack of leadership. And I think that lack of leadership started with Mark Adams. Um, he was not a good leader last year. Off the court, he was distracted. Um, but it did not feel like any players stepped up either. Um, David Harmon seemed selfish. Kevin O'Banner is a great player, never was a leader vocally. And sometimes it's just not your bag. Um, but I really wanted Jalen Tyson to step up in that role, and it just never felt like he did. I felt like Isaacs was trying to. Like during the Isaac. games, you could see him pulling he he would be the guy pulling the huddle together. Yes. I mean, and and that's that was kind of unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. That's where I was going. That's unfortunate is because you're leaning on either your true freshman or your redshirt freshman to be your emotional leader on the court. And it's just, it's not a good recipe for success. I just feel like though, in a lot of ways, that is a natural ability. And Tyson feels like he has that natural leadership ability. Not Tyson. Pop Isaacs. Tyson does not feel like he has that. And now you're, you're hearing of it. Uh, I had guys telling me out of high school that he was kind of a diva. Then he flips to go with beard leaves after 10 games. Then you hear about, he's the one that, that brought up the stuff that killed Adams. Yeah. So I don't know. It just have fun at Kansas. (laughs) Is that kind of where the tea leaves are pointing right now? Feels like it. Oh, that hurts. Does it? A little bit. <laughs> we'll see where he goes. Just a little. I just don't like the, I don't like the in conference stuff. Kansas That's, or Ole Miss. Okay. Going that back that home would be Miss. really weird. Going back, <laughs> going back home. Mama called. I shouldn't have left you, man. <laughs> Anyways. Things will be better. Things will be better now. Yeah, it'll be different. It'll be different. <laughs> I can change him. <laughs> so the other thing, really quickly about <laughs> the transfer portal, just uh, I mean, Rob, you, you mentioned as we were getting going that uh, Texas Tech transfer Ethan Duncan possibly has been contacted by Texas Tech. It's possibly coming back. Yeah, I heard that from uh, Jacob Harris, Guns Up Nation. <sighs> Again, it, look, I think Ethan Duncan can be a Big Twelve player. In the right offense. And if this offense is him standing in the corner waiting for a skip pass on the 11th pass of the possession, and he's just shooting threes, I think he could be a quality player at Texas Tech as the eighth man. And if he wants to come back and do that, from what I heard when he left, he didn't want to leave. It was just he was told, you're not going to play. I think. 
And maybe he just saw the, the craziness uh, in September and was like, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> Who knows? So, and I, and I don't know what he did for a year. I think he stayed at Texas Tech. I, I don't think he, I don't think he left. I think he was just a student this year, right? So, that's the best I could tell. I didn't, all it shows or all that I've been able to find is the date that he entered the portal, which, like you said, was September, and then nothing. There's been no activity since then. And it wouldn't make sense to really, you're already in class. Right. Well into class. You're a month in by that point. It wouldn't make sense to transfer just to not be at the same school that you kind of practice with the basketball team for three or four months with. So I, I, he must still be around to play. Right. And, and something that we were talking about before we recorded too, is just, you know, I wonder what this, who approached him because like, like we just talked about, there's four guys on this staff. And three of them are, who knows where they are. And one of them is like running strength practice. Like, did someone just bump into him at the Starbucks yeah. in, the, in the sub and be like, hey, come check out the Wand Bowl. And then that's the, that's the scoop. I don't hey, know. Have you seen the Wand Yeah, I've, I've seen it, man. I know. <laughs> no, but, but it's different now. We're, we're doing some cool stuff. Um, it could have been that Ethan Duncan was being uh, recruited by North Texas. And that kind of was an open relationship there. Uh, Ten hours ago, the Portal Report reports Texas Tech transfer Ethan Duncan tells the Portal Report, that's hard to say, that he's received interest from Northern Colorado, Lipscomb, Middle Tennessee, St. Louis, San Diego, Robert Morris, Boston College, Colgate, Drake, and Texas Tech. There you go. Is that a walk-on too? Like, are you going to spend a a scholarship on Ethan Duncan to come back? I don't know. It'd be a tough sell for a kid who hadn't played in a year. And then his last the last time he played was in a very small private school. Oh yeah, Trinity. Yeah, it's been two years since he's played. Yeah, because he was a freshman redshirt, and then nowhere last year, I guess. And does he have three years of eligibility, or do you, do you retain a year when you don't play? I would think so. So hmm. we'll see. For whatever reason, like my mind made the connection back to, um, like you're talking about, like just somebody bumping into him just somewhere on campus. Um, who was it that was kind of recruited out of the uh, out of the wreck? Was that Matt Temple? Temple? Yeah, that was like blowing people up in like the like the, the the Greek league, and he was just like just shooting lights out. You know who else? I'm like, hey, you should you should come walk on. You know who else would dominate the rec league? Bacho. He would have, he would have kicked ass in the rec league. I, I saw some randomly saw some highlights of him while we were basically playing rec league teams this year, and that's what made me think of it. Because mm. then once we started playing real teams, he stopped. Yeah, performing. things changed. <laughs> okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. 
The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile, and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H 2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply. Uh, and the other guy that I'm going to, I'm going to use as a segue to get into football, uh, like get recruited to your team, just kind of off campus would have been Matt Williams, you know, the kicker from 2008, 2009. So, Mr. Uh, guys, yes, you guys got Got any, uh, got any final thoughts on basketball before you move over to football real quick and then wrap this thing up? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, that's for okay. Let's save that for what we learned. Rob just, Rob just. Oh man, he dropped a, that's a bomb on us here. Okay, I, as far as basketball, I got, I'm good. I just kind of mainly wanted to talk a little bit about fan expectation and portal and yada yada. I mean, yeah, I liked Tyson as a player, but let's let's uh, let's not lose our our minds over this. Trust the process. Okay. Yes. Some ASMR there. <laughs> All right. So football spring practice. Spring, yeah, spring practice is wrapping up. Got the spring game coming up this weekend. Just a couple of days away. 
um, in the Discord, which, which we want to talk about, it, it felt like I kind of signed somebody up to, to run the uh, the tailgate. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> what I meant was, if there was going to be a gathering, this person would know. Uh, and he basically said, well, I'll meet whoever wants to meet before the game. <laughs> um, but anyways, spring game this weekend, I believe it, it's noon. And we broadcast ESPN Plus held over at Lowry Field here in, in Lubbock at the was that South Loop and uh, the the sixty sixth ish ish yeah <laughs> yeah not really on either um, those, but there was a there was a fascinating conversation Rob that you were having about the, the capacity of that stadium and how many people may be uh, jamming into there it it felt like like in years past we, we've had eight to ten thousand people show up to the, the spring game but the spread out over a sixty thousand seat stadium was very small. Being, I, I wouldn't expect that same same number just because of, of, of the venue change. Like, it's just going to feel different. Like, we're going to go play in a high school stadium, and um, you're not going to get the same kind of draw. But, do, I mean, would you expect to, to have a mostly full Lowry Field stadium out there for the spring game this, this weekend? Two things. First of all, it's a damn shame they're not doing this on Friday night. Oh. You would think Mr. High School Football at a high school stadium would be playing this under the lights on Friday night. I understand the the Saturday, whatever play it Saturday night. I would have loved that. Maybe it's a TV contract thing where you got to, you're open on uh, noon, but it's ESPN plus, right? You play whenever. Well, in the baseball game, that's my only other two. It's at six 30 on Friday night though. Oh yeah. But play it Saturday night. Then play it under the lights. No, that's I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, second thing, 8,500, I think is like max, max capacity at Lowry. I think you'll have five. How many people will drive over to the Jones and be like, Oh, what's happened? Where are the gates open? <laughs> Where's there, buddy? <laughs> Hopefully very, Sucks. very, very few. We'll see. And the thing is like parking and everything. I don't, is everyone going to try to sit on the home side or? Are we going to be able to? Are they open in both sides? Are they going to have overflow? Because you can't like park on the home side and then walk over to the the visitor side. I don't think. Unless you go outside. It's kind of weird that we haven't heard uh, some of the the logistics for, for the weekend, right? Like, yeah. hey, both sides will be open. Um, concessions will be going or whatever, like, like nothing from Texas tech saying like, Hey, this is how we, we would like everybody to, to proceed. Like, yeah, there's just one concession stand. I yeah. Just do one on each side. Self-select and figure out what side you want to sit on and yeah. get there. Well, and I imagine the concessions would be really limited to yeah. basically drinks and like prepackaged stuff. I think they're open. At least some of them are open. When it's at the Jones, obviously a, a much smaller. Yes. No beer. Yeah. No beer on the high school uh, campus. So there's that. Not even in the tailgate, unless you sneak them in. Well, that takes, takes actually, no, I never did that. Will there be uh, tailgating? I just don't know. I've heard from Walk from party. the guy, well, from the guy that from from Mr. Root who yeah. Spencer 
basically designated as the uh, event planner <laughs> that they will be there at yeah. 11 a.m. And they may or may not. Yeah. Yeah. They may or may not have a couple cold ones that morning. So yeah. I, I doubt it's going to be a crazy scene, but there'll, there'll be some people there a little early. Can I tell you about something that happened to me this past weekend? Yes. We were sitting down at dinner and I was telling somebody like, Hey, don't forget spring game is a Saturday. I want to go blah, blah, blah. Not even 30 seconds later, her younger brother, it's like, so she's, she's fourth of fifth in terms of birth order in her family, younger brother and his wife turned to us and said, Hey, our oldest child's birthday parties this weekend. You guys coming? Like, I was like, oh, shh. what time is it? Dang it. 1130. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. I was like, well, there he goes. Me going in the spring. There you go. We're going to go to, we're going to go to altitude or whatever. Oh, and I absolutely hate life doing it. That's even that's, I was, I was actually going to guess that because that's about the furthest away from Lowry. I could think of for a kid's birthday party. That's worse than bark at the park. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess as as much as I was as I was hoping to to, to meet up with guys like Root and and and, and Love a Kiss and uh, all those from the Discord about you know from from when we we had the tailgate at, at Cardinals back in September or maybe it was August I can't remember when it was um I got roped into a nephew's birthday party and this is the one that like th- this family specifically is the one that I can't and. <laughs> This big listeners of the podcast too probably probably not but um, man you're gonna miss out meeting meeting the ace man i've got uh i've got the ace man coming in this oh, weekend man i, I would have liked that it's too bad it's too bad you get to see rob in person yep so, like i virtually it's, it's nice like it's it's been a while since i've, I've been able, i've had the pleasure of conversing with rob i know but uh it's not the same you don't have the same uh gravitas over the internet that seems that seems we like a said, we all said the spring game together one time yeah we did is that matt well yeah it was last year no no, no it, it was last year wasn't it no, and, and we're talking about uh year before how shuck couldn't throw over the middle <laughs> and like two plays in through a pick six we're like holy shit this is gonna be bad i'm pretty sure it was last year well i, I think I, it was I, just- i'm sure we i'm sure we did it a, a few years ago too but i i think we did it last year too I want to say, uh, maybe it certainly was a few years ago because I do remember we were uh, down lower. I think Keith was there too. I think it was all five of us. Well, I know for sure we did uh, one Matt Wells at least. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's definitely two years ago, and then maybe last year as well. Certainly worth. Seth talking was there. Truck, though, the second second throw of the game was a freaking pick six. <laughs> I rewatched the spring game the other day just to get a feel. I tested my resolve of being a shuck strong. But okay. But if, w- w- with your memory of, of how the season ended and then where it started from that spring game, couldn't you be like, look at the difference, the progression at least or no. I mean, you just stopped throwing to the sideline. Is he, is he going to run 25 times a game? Do we, I, we, I, yes. I, I I can think of the final four or five games and say he looked a lot better. The bowl game. The bowl game where he was Mr. Do-It-All. Um, yes. I am still Shuck Strong, but it did just tested my resolve a little bit. I, I wanted to... You, go, go ahead, Spencer. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking something up. I, 
I was gonna say you you did you did share that that tweet uh, or that video that the the football program sent out about their quarterback drill. Uh, and you were you were pretty. Uh, Morton looks good. <laughs> you had some salivation going on physically. No, he looks good. There. His arms look massive, dude. Well, he's he gained like about. Grown, he looks like a grown man. Don Williams, right before we started, had a had a pretty good thread on on Twitter, and. Um, you know, Shuck is still about two thirty, but Morton has gone from two oh three to two seventeen. So he's he's. See, they listed him at two ten. I knew he looked bigger than two ten. Yeah, so he's he's two seventeen. And the other thing I wanted to mention too, I mean, they said, I mean, they talked about the quarterback competition and that it's it's even more heated than last year, all that kind of good stuff. So there's there's some there's some things to watch there. And then the other thing is to watch the format, which I'm going to need someone. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you gentlemen probably get it, but I might need someone with like a a graduate degree in mathematics to explain this to me. So first half running clock, except for the last two minutes. Okay. That's yep. easy enough. Third quarter red zone lockout, which you place the ball at the 20 and play to 18 points. Defense gets six points for fourth down stops or turnovers, four points for forcing a field goal. They do this in practice a lot. This is how the whole red and black game was when Cliff was here. That it was that seems familiar. Yeah, it was that wonky scoring where the defense could score points, the offense yes. could score. Yeah, they're going to do that in the red zone. And he's going to have um, McGuire made it clear that he's going to have ones versus ones, twos versus twos. He doesn't want to do twos versus ones or anything like that. Uh, and then on fourth quarter, it'll be third and fourth units with the clock just rolling. But yeah, the, y'all, I, I don't want to read all through uh, all of it, but everyone listening probably already follows AJ underscore Don Williams. Anyway, go check it out. It's got a really good thread on kind of what to expect and, and what he was able to get out of McGuire today. Okay, so I went to Don Williams' Twitter to look for that thread. And you know what I found first? Him saying that Dylan Carter has been cleared to play. I noticed something tonight. I noticed something tonight. He was uh, Coleman on his second home run. They had a hearty handshake with that right hand. I kid you not. I noticed that. And I was like, this seems weird. Chili dog. Yeah. Yeah. So Justin Apodaca from Redder Sports. This is the, Quoted from from Williams, uh, said Justin asked Tadlock after the game about the status of Dylan Carter, uh, and he said Carter's been cleared to return and should be an active roster this weekend. Whether he'll be in the lineup, we'll see. And then a direct quote from Dalek said, "I asked in the top of the ninth if he could play defense, and we basically said let's wait till the weekend. So he's cleared. We're in a good spot with him." Carter asked if he could play, or Tadlock asked Carter. I think Tadlock at well. Yeah, I think Tadlock asked, I don't know who he asked, but I think he asked if Carter could play defense in the top of the ninth. So, maybe. So now, now, hold on. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Sorry, I, I know. We, we were in football. I was looking for, for stuff on the spring game, and then that caught my eye. I was like, that changes the calculus a little bit. So let's go, let's say Carter comes back. 
and he bats eighth or ninth until he gets hot again. Harrelson go back goes back to right. You just lose Vulicic or Vulicic DHs? I would put him at DH. I think he's been more consistent with the bat than than anybody else. Ty, Ty Coleman is. He's. I mean, he's. If you if we asked that question before tonight and his two home runs, would it have been a question of whether or not Coleman would have been the lineup over Vulicic? Okay, I wasn't saying. I wasn't saying that. Uh, how can I word this? He he he's he's well liked by the coaching staff. He's a Tadlock guy. Yep, mm-hmm. Coleman is, and it just it doesn't feel like Vuletic is. I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't ever seem to get the full shake. Oh, speaking it's of full shake, bad will. Hey, now we've already no 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 no. That's not what I meant. Oh, I'm okay. about to send you the. The screenshot of Ty Coleman going in for the full handshake. Okay. All right. But I thought we were going to get a tight pants joke again. No, no, my bad. I got my tight pants on. But it's it's it happens right before the the, the gigantic ESPN logo blocked it. Was it his right hand that was broken? Yes. Okay. Pretty sure. Coleman's reached out with a pretty hardy. Yeah. If you watch the video, you can tell Coleman's coming in. He's coming in big time for it. But then the the ESPN logo like blocks it to where you don't actually get to see that that manliest of hand embraces. (laughs) What a turn of phrase, Michael. Thank you. All right, so um, is there anything specifically you guys would like to see? I, I, I know that like the spring game is, is basically useless, especially when there's so much <laughs> situational stuff, and, and we can talk about like whether or not we would prefer to see like a scrimmage or a uh, exhibition style game played. But like, is there something that you would want to see? I want to see both teams so can- have fun. No. Oh, just, just really. I just want to see the guys have fun. Just out there, Play well. just, just out there, just having, just having a good time. You know, that's 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 what it's all about. It's for the kids, for the, for the glory. I want to see some turnovers, but I don't want to see any turnovers. I want to see some. Okay, seriously, I want to see some crisp routes and some good catches. That's kind of one of the things I'll be looking for. I want to see, I want to see Dre McCray absolutely dust the defense, but I don't want to see any defenders get burnt. <laughs> like the spring game is just so dumb. Like <laughs> everything I want to see, I want to see the opposite as well. Well, then you completely second guess. You yeah. see a great play, and you're like, "Oh man, what a." Wow! Yeah. Sack the quarterback. That's oh oh wait oh no. Yeah. Is that oh, bad? Is sucked. that bad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every single thing you just—it's a constant so, battling yourself. But I do want to—I want to see a clean game from Chuck for sure because he was not good in last year's spring game. Um, I, I would like to see some some big gaps offensive. I you know what? 
I would rather see a successful offensive output than a successful defensive output. I think. And, uh, one thing I will miss out seeing, though, that I wish we could, we won't, we won't really get a good sense of how mobile these quarterbacks are because they're just going to stop any sort of contact on them. So that's something that you kind of lose in these spring games, too. But maybe we'll get we'll still get an idea. Maybe they'll let them roll out enough, and you can kind of see some how they're moving, how Morton's ankles holding up, all that kind of good stuff. I'm sure it's fine. It's been forever, but just we just haven't seen him much since Shuck came back. So, without putting words in your mouth, would you would you say that you want to see the offense perform well because you have I wouldn't say faith, but like you have some confidence in where the defense should be this year. Yeah. So like if the offense is doing well, you know, that like, well, I know the defense should be pretty good. So that means the offense is, 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 is better. Yeah. Or is that more of like what I, what I just want to see myself? No, I think that's what I'm saying. I, I, tr- I trust the defense. I trust where you are. I trust the talent on the defensive side and I trust the offense as well, but, you just look so disjointed last year offensively. I would like to see you. Yeah, the offensive bad. line was bad. So bad. bad. No, it was so bad. With, with the changes that we've seen, like they all like make a lot of sense along the offensive line. When, when they flip the tackles, uh, they've got stats coming in. Um, you've got the other transfer who's now el- eligible or, or healthy from Western Kentucky. Yeah, so you got Spencer and stats and then you move Wilburn off center to the the, the right guard and like I said you, you flip the tackles like that all for whatever reason just just words alone I was like yeah that sounds like it should be a pretty decent offensive line so what I would want to see is, is, is just a clean offensive line performance from those guys right like if, if that's gonna be your starting five with your ones like open up holes keep defenders from touching your quarterback, which is about all, all they'd be able to do. Um, and then I think more so defensively, I want to see the newcomers flash, right? Like whether it's a defensive back um, or, or guys that like are, are, are filling in for, you know, a role that had been locked down all of last season. Like uh, it was going to be miles Cole taking over for, uh, for Tyree Wilson or, or whoever it is, I, I, I've been so out on, on spring practice. Like I, I, I couldn't even tell you, but if that's even like aligned with who's taking over where, just um, just a flash here or there. But like, okay, like we knew how how good those guys were last year, and and obviously there's going to be like there could be a step back in production there. But but if this guy's got you know got some stuff, I want to see just a little bit of it. Otherwise, like, like you said, like you know, if, if you're too good on one side or the other, you're just like, well. The, the opposite side really sucks. Like our offense is terrible this year. I thought we'd be so much better under year two or um, we lost so much on defense. Like whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. And if it's a turnover, maybe like a, a just an incredible tip drill or uh, like a huge recovery to go back and just make a miraculous play, that kind of stuff. I just don't want to see a slow fake throw to the sideline, pick six. Mm-hmm. We've seen this six times before from this guy. Like, I don't want to see that again. 
a lob just across your body. I've never seen a guy throw so much more differently down the field than to the sideline. It's amazing. He's got a cannon down the field and he just lobs it to the side and get it. Shuck strong though. Hashtag. Hashtag. All right, let's try this up with uh, with what do we learn? Um, I will just just real briefly. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in into like a whole lot of details. I I, I know people are just bored of tears when I'm talking about little league baseball or, or my grass, but <laughs> uh, I mentioned the shed is done, the new grass seed is down, so that that's that's all good. And well, um, I, I I feel like I've, I've been doing really well. And in, in, in my games, but the most important thing is I picked up three checks and I ordered my dang Blackstone. So there we go. What? Nice. So mission accomplished. Yes. So your your side gig as an umpire has gotten That's the Blackstone. For, yep. That's I'm beautiful. The Blackstone gang. It will be here possibly Friday. I, I didn't. I didn't like go into outdoor shop, which I probably could have, but. Uh, I didn't need. I didn't need the fancy stuff. I just. I just got the the the, the standard was. I think thirty six inches and has a cover on it. But I didn't need the air fryer. I didn't need any of the fancy contraptions or drawers or sh- extra shelves or cabinets. No man. I just 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 give me the griddle. So you did. You did go to Outdoor Chef. No, I did not. Oh, okay. Because they 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 last time I was there, they had like. The six and eight hundred dollar versions of it. Like, no, I don't, ah. I don't need all the bells and whistles. I just need the, I need a cast iron griddle plate, man, with some propane. Propane. Yeah, I was. I really like Outdoor Chef. For the, oh, I love it. I just. But I, just I get what you're saying. They just had the, they had the Cadillacs when you're, you, you weren't you weren't in the market for the Cadillac. You just need to get from A to B, man. You know what you're doing. I need the Honda Civic. There you go. Reliable. The key is soul. Reliable will will outlast you. Um, I don't sell yourself too short on that building because you sent me a picture of it and I really, I really dig it. You did some good work. Bef- before I get to, to to my what I learned, I wanted to expand a little bit on. Rob, would you like to share a little bit of, with the folks the the photo that you showed me earlier? Yeah. Of that new Dorito flavor. So apparently somewhere there's ketchup flavored Doritos. What? Tangy ketchup. Now this is a Canadian no. thing. Oh, um, it totally is. There are ketchup flavored chips in Canada. Yes. And like all dressed and all this other stuff. I learned this from Letterkenny of all this things. This looks like a real photo um, in Austin of a legitimate Doritos tangy ketchup chip are you in spencer no <laughs> are you out send that straight to the moon man get that out of here if i want ketchup on a chip like one why but two like i could accomplish that myself i don't need like don't need them making it for like i can't go make the cheeto cheese and put that on a cheeto i can't make the flaming hot like no 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 I can I can for dang sure put some ketchup on my own chips. Not that I would, because that just sounds gross. Well, I, now hold on. Uh, potato chip is a potato, right? You're putting ketchup on it. Now Doritos are not potato chips. They're corn. It's a corn chip. 
you're not putting ketchup on your Fritos, but barbecue sauce. I would buy a I would buy a small I would buy a small uh couple of Doritos just to see what goes on. I don't know if I'd buy a family size to try, but <laughs> I would try. I'm a, I'm a, I'm progressive when it comes to chip flavors. <laughs> Have you all had the um the Ruffles Funyun onion flavored chips? No, but I need to tell my wife about these. They're Ruffles, but they've got the Funyun powder on them. So okay. it's kind of like the sour cream and onion Ruffles, but it tastes like Funyuns. I think I'm in because Funyuns and I don't like each other. But I like Funyuns fine. <laughs> But I think if if the if the Funyuns dust was on a was on a Ruffles with ridges, we'd yeah. be fine. We'd we'd get along okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. The only reason I don't try these other crazy flavors is just because I don't want to spend the money on them. Yeah. But absolutely, if someone had like a, because I forgot all the other weird ones they had recently. Lay's had some the spring game. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. If they're in Lubbock, I'll try to track them down and we can. Uh... Oh man! We can have them. I'll tangy, make Lubbockus try them too. Tangy, tangy ketchup tailgate. <laughs> Let me see if I can find these on the on the grocery store app. Okay, there's there's one thing I learned this week, guys, and you know, for those of you who have followed along in my in my plight, I've been trying to cut out dairy quite a bit the last few weeks, and so when I get a burger, I now order a hamburger, which is kind of a foreign concept to me. I've learned that there are places you go, there's no such thing as a hamburger on the menu. So I went to Sonic yesterday. And so I had to order, I was that jackass. I had to order a cheeseburger with no cheese. They do not change the price. You know, they, they, they never adjust the price to take no, stuff off. That is, that is such crap because I grew up with a, a, a family who on occasion, my dad was known to say we have cheese at home. So, because it was like, the, it was the most ludicrous thing in the world to pay cheese at the local yeah. Merkel Dairy Queen for your cheeseburger. Like, oh, where you got cheese? I hope he didn't talk like that. I don't know why I said it like that. But anyway, I, if you order a cheeseburger and you say you don't want the cheese, they're just like, yeah, okay. Cool. They'll still so be five thirty nine, five thirty nine, guys, for a Sonic hamburger. Was it cooked well? It was the the one on university is hit or miss any other time but lunch. Lunch they're pretty reliable, and so I went they, during lunch. I mean, were the patties pretty crispy? Because the last couple Sonic burgers I've had, they've been like real crispy. Oh, like well done. Well, no, it was it was a good it was it was a legit pretty good. I mean, it's burger. a good crisp. It's like almost like a smash. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes it like a Brahms burger kind of. Yeah, Dairy Queen used to do that every now and then. Yeah. They they would kind of have that crisp, but like Freddy's. Freddy's does that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of their thing. Anyway, yeah, that's what I'm learning. You know, trying to order a hamburger places is is kind of a it's kind of, it's weird. It's a weird concept to order a cheeseburger with no cheese. Before we we let Rob chime in here, I want to share one of things. Samantha likes to get the the nachos at Taco Bell whenever we go to Taco Bell, which is very rare. She'll get like the nachos, but say no beef, which is the most egregious. And like, you're taking the most expensive item off of that, that, that item. And it's like, yeah, that'll be $8. Like, 
I literally got the crappiest chips, beans, and, and cheese whiz on this thing. It's eight dollars. <laughs> like, I, I said no beef, man. Oh, we got beef. We we got beef now. No, we got beef now. Yeah. All right, Rob. What did you learn? I on learned. The spot. Yeah, I learned that people still order at the window at Sonic. I thought that I thought everyone was just using the app now. Ever used well, the Sonic app? I have so many apps. <laughs> I have I have an app addiction, and so believe me, Rob, I don't know how many times I've talked myself out of getting the Sonic app because I'm already a heavy Whataburger, Taco Bell, Slims, and Chick Fil A and Wendy's app user. Those are oh, I'm the, only on the Sonic app. I didn't know about all those other ones. Yeah, but hold on, though. Hold on. Let, let me just just some information sharing. We're, like, we're not, not gatekeepers here. <laughs> there are some app like restaurants that have an app where you still have to go in to get it. Those aren't as good as the apps. The restaurants that have an app, they'll bring you the food, <laughs> right? Like Slims, you have to go in to go get it. True. Oh, like DoorDash. That's not, that's not as yeah. It's not like it's not as helpful. Or uh, what's the other one? Wendy's, it depends on which one you go to. Sometimes you have to, you can, like the one on, by Target, they don't have a designated parking spot for you. You either have to go in and get it, or you have to go through the drive-thru, which can be kind of annoying. And Taco Bell's that same way too about the drive-thru. If you order online for pickup at Dion's, one of the Dion's you can pick up at the window, but the other Dion's you have to go inside to pick it up. Really? And I, I argued with the lady. I was like, I'm like, I'm already here. <laughs> like just walk over to the, and she was like, I, but that was already, my fault. That was my fault. Over. That, that was my fault because technically I was at the wrong Dion's for my pickup. So I eventually <laughs> had to go in anyways, but she was <laughs> like, I, I don't see it. I was like, well, look, look again, lady, because it's there. And then it was, and then I was like, oh, damn, it wasn't there. I don't know how I haven't done that yet, but that it's just like a matter of time. Yeah. I've only done that once and it was, I, I sent the order to the wrong Sonic. Oh, that's, but funny. like it was far enough away. I was like, screw it. I'm not going <laughs> for it. I'm just leaving. I could keep my $5 cheeseburger with no cheese. My most embarrassing no, wrong window move was, man, I think I was probably still in college, probably 2012 ish. Um, I'm going to the bank to get a withdrawal or cash a check or something. And I pull up to the window. I'm like behind frustrated. And I get to the little teller and she's like, uh, what's your account number? And I told her and she's like, uh, that's not, I don't think that's like, that's not the right number. Do you have a, do you have the account number? It's like, I use it all the time. I know the account number. And she's like, well, the account number is eight, eight numbers. And I was like, it's never been eight numbers. It's seven <laughs> numbers. I say it. And like, I was getting pretty frustrated. Now, like, I was like looking around. I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I'm a block down from my bank. <laughs> I was trying to be at prosperity. I was at Bank of America. <laughs> I was like getting really mad at this woman. I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm at the wrong bank. Well, that's their own fault for having like red, white, and blue they're so goes at everything yeah like literally three buildings down maybe i think they I even have the same brick color 
And then I know right exactly after what that, you're talking about. Right the same day, right after that, I ran out of gas, coasting into a oh, no. coasting into a gas station. I got there, but then like I couldn't find my debit card. It wasn't in my wallet. I was like, I lost my debit card. Like, what is this? Like, I actually made it to the gas station. I'm so mad. I'm like about to just end it all. And I reached into my pocket and my debit card's there. And I was like, oh, God. Thank- Thankfully, something's gone right today. <laughs> Those like were back to back. It was one of the worst days of all time. <laughs> that is, yeah, the, the running out of gas is, uh, that's high on the list. Like, I should have just cashed that damn check. I would have had cash. But. <laughs> and I wouldn't have yelled at this poor lady who was like, you're at the wrong bank, my man. <laughs> Not even her fault, man. Oh, that was, you never know. <laughs> That's what I learned this week, 10 years ago. Sometimes it's your fault. Um, it almost always is your fault. It's not like yeah. you, Rob. It's like no, you in my experience, that is true. <laughs> if it's a customer service issue, it was probably my, my doing. Yeah. I've, I've had plenty of opportunities to, to learn that lesson myself. It's like, oh, it actually is just me. I'm, I'm, I'm the a-hole here. Uh, something I did learn, though, playoff hockey is amazing. And I learn it every year. I do not watch hockey. But when play, I watched the entire Stars game last night. Well, the entire Stars game in the first overtime, and then I fell asleep. But <laughs> love playoff hockey. It's, I don't know what's different about it. I want to go to a playoff hockey game. But Stars hockey games in the playoffs are just so exciting. So that's what I learn every year. Playoffs in general. It's just, it's just a different playoffs. intensity. It really is. The AAC was hopping too. Cause I'll get, I'll get pulled into the NBA playoffs, even though I'm a, I'm a Spurs fan who hasn't been able to watch the Spurs in like four years. That's and a shame. I, Thanks, and they're not very good. So, but yeah, I, I randomly watched Boston and Atlanta, a good chunk of that over the weekend, even though Boston was just beating the crap out of them. But it was, I, I watched it enough to see Trey Young just step across half court and drain a three. I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> you know, in in Boston, just yeah, pff, no big deal. Did you remember when he tried to Did do that? Marcus Smart's white face. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> do what, Rob? All right. Did you remember when he tried to do that in the NCAA tournament and just whiffed? <laughs> they lost in the first round. It was beautiful. Oh, by the way, Spencer. We can't hear the the music when you play it, so you'll just have to tell That's us. Because I'm not playing it. Okay, you'll just have to tell us to shut up. Well, anyway. when I start doing the the outro here, I've tried twice now, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. You... Final thoughts. <laughs> Love y'all. No, yeah, we're good. <laughs> That'll do it for us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. I want to obviously thank Rob for for jumping in on on this episode with us. Always appreciate your presence, your, your wealth of knowledge, your experience, and just your professionalism behind the microphone, man. Uh, always a good time. Um, got another baseball game with Grand Canyon coming up tomorrow night, Wednesday night, then the weekend series with Baylor. Got the football spring game. Lots of Tech Tech athletics to take in here in Lubbock. For Michael and Rob, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. 
be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.